Good afternoon. Welcome to the 14th episode of La Storia podcast. I'm your host, Santina Giannino. Today's guest is Ann Tolan, a lifelong Braintree resident who, through a volunteer work, has made a difference in thousands of people's lives. She is the director of the Marge Crispin Center in Braintree that provides, among other services, adult daycare for Alzheimer's and early dementia clients, and a food pantry for people facing difficult times. Can't wait to hear about her journey and the different organizations she has been part of. Hello. I'm so happy that you could make it here today. I can't oh, wait I, to hear your story and I everything that you're going to... I feel privileged that you would ask me to be here. I, uh, I, uh, I'm very happy to be here. Yeah. So um, there is so much that we want to talk about. I know you have a long history here in Braintree and mm-hmm. all the things that you've been involved with and continue to be involved with. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so do you want to start talking a little bit about like your background? How I know you're a lifelong sure. resident of Braintree. I, came, I, I was born in Cambridge, but I came here um, at the age of like two or three. Uh, we settled, my family settled in East Braintree. I have one brother, and uh, we grew up in East Braintree. Nice. I grew up on Edgemont Road. Oh, I think I know what that is, yeah. And um, went to Sacred Heart School all through elementary and high school. I have been a member of uh, Sacred Heart Parish all my life. And um, we were... When I got married, well, I got married in 1965, and Frank and I came to East Braintree, so I went from Edgemont Road to Edge Hill Road. That's, that's <laughs> big uh, move. I know. I crossed the avenue. <laughs> that's really adventurous. I know. I know. I needed to mention that. Uh, but now I'm still on Edge Hill Road uh, after 54 years, um, and... Um, uh, to see all the changes in Braintree, you know, for, for the, mostly for the good. I, there's nothing really bad. But um, to, to see how uh, it, has, it has changed since I was growing up. And, um, I'm sure. I mean, like, really? Yes, and, and my children had the same experience of growing up in East Braintree, too. So uh, Braintree means a lot to me. You yeah, know, I'm very yeah, I'm happy. Sure. I'm happy here. So I would say, so back then... It wasn't as big, obviously, right? I mean, no, I moved here over 30 years ago, no. and it still has changed quite a bit. Oh, it has. I but I mean, hasn't. I've been in the same house since I moved here. But. Weymouth <laughs> Landing was all small community stores, you know. I mean, you could get anything in Weymouth Landing, and, yeah. and it's, it's a shame to see all the, the, the stores that um, uh, disappeared uh, out of the landing. But with the Institute of a Mall, everything, everything kind of gravitated over to the malls. Um, and that opened one, the malls, been uh, forever, right? For me, it seems like I can't... Oh, gosh. I'm, oh, I like can't 50 years, right? I would say so. Yeah, yeah. I way, would way say so. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Uh, but um, uh, to think that uh, uh, there was so many changes, but to think I'm still there and um, I'm still enjoying living in Braintree. I love being part of Braintree. And uh, over the years... My husband, uh, he was a selectman in Braintree, and uh, 
So we were very much involved in uh, the Little League and uh, the school PTOs and, right. and things like that uh, as the kids were growing up. Uh, and then uh, we were involved with different town committees over the years. And um, I, I've always enjoyed being involved. It's a wonderful community, and it still is. It, it really is. is. Yeah. It I, is. I love Braintree. I love Braintree. Yeah. Um, so what got you interested in start doing volunteer work? Um, well, first of all, I, um, I'm i a trustee for the library department here in Braintree. I've been a trustee for over 20 years, and it's a, just a, a wonderful asset for the town to have uh, the library. It's a, it's a welcoming uh, place for people of all ages. I mean, we give a wonderful children's department. I used to take Isabella there all the time. Yeah. The little pepper shows. And... Well, we we renovated the whole of the children's department um, a couple of years ago, and um, there's an awful lot of activities for them up there. Good. And so... um, then uh, we have a lot of programs for, for teens now. We have... Um, uh, different activities for, for all ages, plus the concerts uh, that have just started back up. And then we have a program called the Ollie Program, and it's for elders that um, they do college courses, and they used to have to go over to UMass for them in Dorchester, and um, probably hmm, at least five, six years ago, probably even more, um, the uh, UMass decided to do some um, uh, out, outsource some of their programs to, they did Hingham and they did Braintree. And they brought all of their equipment in so that they could have the classes without the seniors going all the way into um, Boston. Wow, that's amazing. And um, they uh, sign up um, like before school starts, like uh, in um, August or so. And there's all different kinds of courses they can take. And most of them are done, uh, they brought a lot of equipment in. So uh, the professor might be over in Dorchester, but they're, they're, they're teaching the program remotely. Uh, remotely. So, uh... And um, occasionally they'll come out and do programs. But uh, they have um, a number of activities for them. And they uh, once they're part of the OLLI program, they even do di different trips. Uh, wow. uh, they uh, get involved in a lot of historical uh, trips around. That's great. Mostly New England, I think. Yeah. But um, it's a wonderful program, and it usually is filled up before it starts each year. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a really a great program and it's nice that they are able to stay here in the community uh without traveling into Boston for the exactly. for the classes. Right. Yeah, so that's yeah. another thing. So and that's we also point. work closely with the Council on Aging, so we have um we will do a delivery system for people that are shut in that want some books or anything. Oh nice. Yeah. And uh uh we every five years, the trustees and the um, uh, staff and the board of directors, we have to have. Um, it's called a five-year plan to plan out what's coming up for the next five years, how we are going to move with the changes, you know, and um, 
one of the things from our last five-year plan was to renovate the children's room, which we finished that. And um, then to see how libraries have changed with the onset of so much electronic mm -hmm. um, equipment and information, um, we have a lot of uh, programs online. Uh, people can sign up for um, taking uh, books out. It's called the Hoopla program, and we have a Libby program. And you go in with your library card and you sign up and you go through a catalog of what books you want to read. You read them online and they oh. get returned automatically um, in uh, two weeks like you would. Yeah. Or you can renew them, yeah. but you can take out 10 books a, a month uh, out of the Hoopla program. And uh, it was especially popular it started to really get popular it was during COVID. I can imagine. It was I mean, the, the, it, you know, you could sit home and get all your books. Right. And um, it's it doesn't cost anything, you know. Right. Um, a lot of people like to do audio books, and they um, uh, e you can either get your ebook to read it, or you can get the audio books. Um, I do frequently read the books online, but every third. Every third book, I want a book in my hand again, you know? <laughs> yeah, I kind of like the book in my hand. Yes, for yes. For some reason, I have a Kindle, but it's like in my drawer. <laughs> Same thing. And Same actually, thing. I was just at the library this past Saturday, and I just renewed my um, my card. Good. Because I didn't have, because I've been buying books, because I'm in a book club. Yeah. And it's just so easy to just go online and just get the paper ones for like, yeah. you know, 10 bucks, 12 bucks. Sure. And then uh, this, this next one that we're going to read, I was... Because I was at the um, at the um, the market, I'm like I'm gonna go across the street and see if they have it. Of course, yeah. my card had expired, you know. So uh, gotta be so They renewed it for me right away. Yes, yes. And I got the book, and I was like, she's like, don't buy any books, just come right, back. just come right back. And you know, um, it it it's amazing. Uh, how many people use the library? Thank goodness for that, because then, uh, it, as part of it's called OLCN Old Colony Network is is the group our library is in, and um, you know they they track how many card holders you have, how many people are frequenting in the library, are they taking books out, and that determines our state funding. Oh, okay. So uh, it the is. The busier you are, the more money comes in. Yes, good, yes, good. yes. Yeah. And um, we also, in that state aid, is a lot of money to purchase new equipment and books and things. So, yeah, it's important. And then the town matches it too. So, we get funding from both the town level and the state level. That's good. And. Uh, I just, I, I love working with the staff and the directors and everything at the library. And I've, I found that they adapted so well during COVID, the staff. They came up with these innovative programs where with children, they could come online and they would interact or they'd read stories. They'd have story ah, time, nice. but it was online. Yeah. And um, then they did these uh Pack, pack and go um, craft projects. So they'd explain what the craft was going to be, and their folks could come by the library 
and they'd hand them the bag with all of the the parts for this craft uh, and take it home and do it. And I thought wow. I thought that was incredible. I really did. The work that went into it, but the staff is very devoted to the library and And very um, creative, obviously. They really are. But I mean, they do a lot of story times, and then they do story time in the parks. You know, they come out to the different parks to do the history. Oh, yes, yeah. And then they work closely with the school departments too, and go out and, you know explain different programs in the library and of course they can get their electronic equipment uh, you know to work um, in the library or um, take out the, the Chromebooks and um, so it's a it's good for the school kids to be able to know that they can uh, utilize a library like that it's so great it's a wonderful asset for the town it's really great. Yeah, yeah. I enjoy being how, there. Um, how did you get involved with the uh, Marge Crispin Center? <laughs> <laughs> so this, that the library's been way back. Years, 20 years for the library? I've been 20 years, 20 years. on the board for the and library. How you with the Marge Crispin Center? Marge Crispin Center, I've been um, employed there since uh, for 20 years. But before that, I was a volunteer. And I volunteered with Marge Crispin in the 70s and the 80s. Original. Yes, the woman. and um, she was just a tremendous woman, a great mentor and a wonderful friend. And for me to have the privilege to carry on uh, some of her programs and her philosophy has been a blessing for me, it really has. Did she ever share with you like how she got inspired to do something like this? Because this is really big, and look this, at the legacy. It is, and, and for the time that she became involved in in town activities, I mean, she was a woman way before her time. She I really was. Absolutely. I mean, when you think back in the 70s, right, right. Uh, she, um, her and her husband, family, they formed um, a food pantry, but it was out of their garage. That's where they started. And it might have been eight or ten families, and then they always had a Christmas program. So she kind of like knew that some people were struggling. and Well, come to find out, she experienced a lot of that as a youngster. Oh. And never wanted to see other people go through, you know, especially children. Right, right. Um, so she had the food pantry and saw a lot of the need uh, that people had. This was back in the 70s into the 80s, 80s really, when it really got established. Uh, her first place was with the Council on Aging, and she was the first head of the Council on Aging. Wow. She was uh, uh, on, on that first board. And uh, then when she, she ran the food pantry out of that building, in, in conjunction with the council. But then she got to see that a lot of people were struggling with their elderly parents or f- family members. And uh, it was into the 80s when she started the uh, senior adult daycare program. Oh, it's been around for that long? The, the the daycare is um, 35 years, and the food pantry was 50 this year. Wow. We had our years. celebration of yeah, 50 well, I years. Yeah, I was yes, there. Yes, you were. Yeah. <laughs> you look beautiful. I know. Oh, thank you. I, it was, I just wanted to celebrate Marge 
you know, yeah. and um, to have her recognized. When you think of it, so many people who live in Braintree now had no idea who she was. And I really wanted to promote that. Yeah, I think people hear, they recognize the words, like yes. they know what, what it is, but, but to, to get know the history. What, the history, like how long it's been around, mm. all the good things that have come out of it. It's been tremendous. Um, she um, always had um, a huge holiday program, and that uh, involved like uh, getting a, a turkey and the fixings for people's um, Thanksgiving meal. Which continues to this it, day. Today, yeah. Right. Uh, they'll get like a frozen turkey and all the fixings that go with their meal um, to go in and prepare for their family. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then come Christmas time, up until last year, we did the turkeys and hams again and um, uh, all the fixings for their meal. Because... We moved over to Lincoln Street, and it was too small to do the holiday programs. We go back to where we used to be on Pond Street. So it's easy enough to um, transport the food over for Thanksgiving because it's given up very quickly. The Christmas program is uh, goes over three days, and we try to have it early enough so that family members know what they're going to give their children for Christmas. You can't okay. have it a couple of days before, exactly, you know. Right. So um, we last year we uh, went with gift cards, and they were ample amount of money for them to go and purchase their own um, foods for the holidays. And people seem to be very happy with that. We had a couple of tables with cake mixes and flour and sugar, and they could go home and bake and everything. But the main part of the food uh, was taken care of through gift cards. That's good, uh, this they, they year, can buy what they really like, and well, need, especially if they have kids. Especially if they have kids. Right. Uh, and they're going to be off from school, you right, know. Right, right. So it isn't just for the the day, exactly. uh, the holiday. It's it's to keep them going over the holiday week period. And um, so for Thanksgiving, we do the distribution the Monday of Thanksgiving week. So it's the turkey and all the fixings, and it's over on Pond Street, and people have to sign up. So we've got the applications available now for people to sign up uh, who wish to. How do you to... get the word out? How do people find out? Through the church? Uh, through, the... through churches. Uh, we also um, have a food pantry, and it's basically our food pantry recipients that we it's want to reach. The same clients. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. So we started doing the applications this week for the holidays. Um, and um, the Thanksgiving, as I was saying, is the Monday of Thanksgiving week. So it's a quick turnover for the food. Uh, we get it over there, and it's distributed right away. Mm-hmm. Christmas is a little different. Last year we, had it, we ran it a little too close to Christmas, so we're backed out. And the distribution for Christmas this year is the 13th, 14th, and 15th of December, which is a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, so that the families still have a full week to get ready for Christmas. Mm-hmm. If there's something they didn't, uh, weren't able to get, and they still want to get it, or they want to get gifts, things wrapped and all that, um, they still have time, and right. they, they would prefer it. We would prefer it that way, too, because 
if you have it a few days before Christmas, it's very hard to get your volunteers to come in because they're busy with Everybody's their own. Everybody's busy too. Yes, yes. Exactly, exactly. So right. uh, I'm looking forward for to, I'm looking forward to having it early. Uh, the town does run a town-wide toy party. Right. And that's going to be on the 7th of December. So that'll be the Thursday before. And uh, admission is a new toy for a child. That's the admission to the party, and there's a nice buffet, cash bar. And this year, it's going to be over at the Sons of Italy. Nice. Uh, it's going really big. Huh? It is. It's really expanded. It used to be a town hall, right? Yeah, and then before that, well, it used to be at the Granite Grill, which closed, and then we went over to uh, a couple of other restaurants. But it was very crowded to do in a restaurant. Of course, it was COVID time, too. So right, was, right. Yeah, right. You know? So... Um, Anyway, we uh, we are going up to the Sons of Italy, and we look forward to that. And then there's always uh, Phila Cruza Day in front of the town hall What's to bring that? toys. Toys, oh, yeah. Oh, Phil. I'm like Phila Cruza, like a name. Who's <laughs> <laughs> that? No, that's uh, the police oh, department. Yeah, you right, know, every yes. ta- every department in town comes out to help us with yeah. this, and so um, and the fire department helps and. Uh, um, what we do do for Thanksgiving, um, been doing it for years, is the highway department delivers to some of our shut-ins. They'll bring like either a turkey breast or some of them just want chicken or something. But they'll bring all this holiday fixings and they deliver them. Wow. The highway department does. Um, I remember when Marge was doing it, she had some of the fire department doing her uh, d- deliveries for the wow. um, elders and everything so it, it's a joint effort with everybody and it's um it's amazing to watch how it all falls together and how people come out to help us is amazing I mean they're dropping toys and pajamas and coats and things off for the children you know last year we did 402 children I think wow it was really? oh yeah and it's from birth we have it classified up to age 15, but as long as somebody is still in school, I mean, if they're still in high school, right. we take care of them. Yeah. And um, we did 175 families for Thanksgiving dinner basket and a frozen turkey this last year. Last year. And 208 families, and those were with gift cards to shop at the supermarkets along with toys, gifts, and gift cards for 402 children. Wow, congratulations. <laughs> oh, my God. You, you just had, such, well, it takes, it, takes it, take, it takes a lot of people. It takes a village, I know, but, but it, it takes, takes a leadership, lot of, too. So if it well, wasn't somebody who can I, like, I used to hold kid, it together. I kid, I kid everybody and say, I just direct traffic. <laughs> <laughs> and they, but you have to be good at it. <laughs> no accidents. But, no, it, it to, to watch everybody come together to make sure that this works between the churches the schools the school children so at the christmas trees at the churches related to march christmas are just all separate because uh, the little the gift thing yeah yeah um some of them are some okay. of them are but the uh the majority of the churches in in uh, braintree have um a collection for us and they bring everything over um and uh, 
Because it's nice because you get your pick, you know, especially like when you do it with kids. Yeah. So they yeah. get your pick, the um, the kid, you know, the age, if it's a girl we, or a boy. We, just, we did have that um, for a number of years um, to uh, adopt a family. I used to do that with Stop and Shop. Yeah. Used to do that every adopt year. the families. We bought everything. And everything. Um, uh, it got to the point where we'd have like 20 families out for adoption, but it got to the point they were they were almost making out as well by coming in and picking out what they wanted for the children. And I know one woman said, it isn't that I don't appreciate having somebody adopt my, my family, but this is my only chance to show, to feel like I shop for them. It's not costing them or anything, but she goes in right, and picks right. what they want, you right, know. Right. She knows uh, what the taste is. Yeah, 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 and the sizes. But it got to the point, though, that, you know, the 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 party that was adopting would say, can you find out what size shoes they take because they want to get boots, and then what's their favorite color. And it, so we were constantly calling back yeah. and forth because the adoptees and the families really didn't contact each right. other. Right. It was anonymous. Anonymous, you know? right. So uh, a few years back, we did discontinue that. Uh, and these companies that used to do some of the adoptions now do uh, food collections for us. Uh, some of them will do sweatshirts, oh, all okay. different sizes. Uh, Life Community Church has taken over our pajama drive. We did a pajama drive every year. Every child gets jammies, nice. you know. Nice. So, um, Life Community Church and uh, Pastor Wilson is um, active with that, and we got ample, ample amount of uh, pajamas. In fact, when they had the storms and everything down in New Orleans, we had enough pajamas left over to send, to send down. down. Oh my goodness! <laughs> we sent, I think we sent fifty pairs of all different size pajamas. Uh, there was a party in um, in Braintree that was going to drive down, so we brought over the cases of pajamas and oh, stuffed wow. animals, and because they were in shelters, you know, yeah. and it's it's just nice to see all that come together. It must make you feel so good, though. It does because knowing it does it does, and I know really sleep good at night. <laughs> Mar- no, because Marge used to say, you know, this is why we're here, and. Uh, not here to do any judging. Exactly, right. Nope. Right. And uh, these last couple of years in particular, out of all the years I've been involved over there, these have been so difficult. People were quarantined. Right, right. People had to ask for help with food, and a lot of them would come to this. We have... Were you open during COVID? We what were. We never missed a day. You never missed a day? You were there, oh. huh? Oh yeah. Oh my God. You you feel like a superwoman. No, but so were other people. Other people were there too. Yeah, I know. I know. But we did have to close. Okay, we had to close down our daycare because of Uh, the virus. Yeah. And uh, you know, on on the recommendation board of health, they did you know to have. Uh, elderly out in you know interacting like that we could we couldn't be responsible for them uh, but the the daycare was closed but the food pantry it was like it exploded it was so big what we did is we went with curbside service instead of having people come in the building they filled out their paperwork outside okay. I had volunteers go in 
filled the bags in the shopping cart with whatever they had checked off that we knew we had, bring the shopping cart out, and then the parties would bring the food to their cars, return the shopping carts, would sanitize the carts, and bring them back in. And uh, then the Crispin Center became part of the Braintree Community Task Force, which was established at the beginning of covid and it was all the different town departments, the Board of Health, the school department, uh, a lot of the nursing homes and any of the medical facilities in Braintree. And we would, it, uh, the mayor had, had formulated this, this committee. We would sit down and find out what everybody needed, how everybody was doing, uh, what was the status of the COVID yeah. situation in Braintree. Uh, when the vaccines were going to be available. But we also established, with a lot of help from other departments, but we established a delivery system for grocery orders. We still have that in existence today because it was such a a success. Uh, We delivered to elders, um, disabled people, and at that time, to anybody with um, uh, any immune uh, uh, problems. People that couldn't really. They couldn't go out. So we were we were delivering at that point. We were delivering weekly. We now deliver every two weeks, but um, we were delivering about fifty to sixty orders at one at the high point of it. Uh, we would call them and go down a list of what we had. Do you need eggs? Do you need milk? How about some cheese? We got chicken, we got a hamburger, and then all of the non-perishable items, soups and um, canned vegetables and fruits and things. Uh, Where did and the then, perishable come from? Donated by? No, we're part, oh, we are part of Greater Boston Food Bank. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, and we go in um, every two weeks because of the size of the pantry and the number of people that we serve we are entitled to 1,500 to 2,500 pounds of food every two weeks. Oh, wow. uh, this coming Wednesday will be our, our pickup day. So tomorrow, uh, on a Friday, when I go in, the Friday prior, a list will come out on, on um, uh, the website. And they might have 400 cases of uh, canned corn. How many cases do you want? So all the different agencies will go in and... Hold, put on hold what they need mm-hmm. until it goes down to zero. So you really have to get in there very early to to um, reserve your things. Some things cost money, um, and uh, other things are free. Other things are free, but they um, I can go right down the list, and I do buy meat products, but they they're half of the cost, or even less than you would buy in the stores. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'll put in like for Hamburg, and we'll, last week they happened to have pork chops. So put in for like five cases of pork chops, you know, and when you can get them, you right. want to. Yeah. And we have freezer uh, space to store things, so I try to get them when I see them. Um, we go through eggs like crazy. and um, imagine. <laughs> yes, yes. And uh, go right down the list, and I try to go through the uh, storage area and see what we're low on, 
so that we don't don't run out of things. Um, but um, I we belong to it's called the Hunger Network, and it's all the agencies, the food pantries that um, uh, are a part of Greater Boston, and we have um, periodic meetings, quarterly meetings, discuss what our problems are, and we we. Keep, we communicate with the other food pantries. I get a surplus or something, and I oh, will okay. call them. And it happened last week. I got 450 jars of peanut butter. Oh, my God. <laughs> the Cheesecake wow. Factory has, like, a community service day for their employees and the customers and everything. And the big thing this year was peanut butter. Wow. So, anyway... I had called like different food pantries. I've been delivering peanut butter to everybody. And uh, Father Bill's, we're very involved with Father Bill's shelter up in um, Quincy. So they got a lot of peanut butter, butter, which is good. And um, then we had a huge donation of like protein bars. And all of those went out to the different agencies too. And then someone will call us with like, I got a surplus of um, juices apple, orange, whatever. Right. So we'll we'll trade off, you know. And it's nice to know we're not wasting exactly these And when you need something then you also know who to call, right? Exactly. Exactly. It's great. The company was together. going out of business here in Braintree and they came today with all cleaning supplies, like cans of Ajax. I must have a hundred of them. That would have been good in twenty twenty people were like I know, I know. But anyway, uh, to know that we have those kind of supplies and that we are able to pass them on is just, uh, it's its just a privilege to um, be able to, to do that. We'll sit down and figure out what we got and where we're going to put it. And the, there's other neighboring communities who are not quite as fortunate as we are as far as their food supplies. So I like to keep in touch with certain communities too to make sure they get their stuff. That's great. And it's nice. It's That's nice great. to share. I was really impressed when I came to the gala. Was that a week ago, two yes. weeks ago? And um, that actual family members of Marge, they flew in from California. That's, that was Marge and Dawn's son, um, uh, Bill Crispin. He has been uh, such a loyal supporter of ours. He um, took over very briefly. Marge died in 1992, and then her husband, uh, Bill's father, Don, took care of it for a few, a couple of years, and uh, he died in 1995. So then, a long time ago. yeah, <clears throat> but Bill came and formed a board of directors. I was on the first board of directors ah. with them. <laughs> Pat and I both were. 1995? Yes, in 1995 I started on the board of directors. Wow. And um, it, uh, it, it, we've changed locations a couple of times, and um, to see how it has grown is amazing. It is amazing. It is. Um, I know that the uh, Adult Care Center for Alzheimer's uh, and um, Dementia has closed, but that was like one of the things that I am really grateful for because my mom yes we loved we loved your mom (laughs) yeah um, Francesca yes yes 
it yeah. was like she so looked forward to just coming there. It was know. a great, yeah. It was a great experience for them. Um, it gave her something to do. It did, to get but her it, out of the house. But a couple of studies were were done with people with dementia, early Alzheimer, and uh, the study was done by um, Mass General. Okay. And it went on for a couple of years, and they found that the socialization mm -hmm. not only helped, it, it was a tremendous help for them mentally. It slowed that whole process down that they were being stimulated, but it also helped them physically. Right. Up in the morning, get dressed, get, go out. Have a destination. Change your yeah. scenery. And it kept them going, and they found that it was... Um, both mentally and physically, it it was a benefit to them. It, it definitely yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our daycare was classified as social daycare. Right. First level of, right. of any that type of That was at the beginning, too, when yes. she was just kind of, she and knew we were what she not, was. Yes, she knew. we were non-professionals. So we were classified as um, social daycare. Right. At that time, so, uh, Social Elder Services was able to help us financially with the daycare program. They were getting a lot of money from the, the, from the um, state to help with elderly in, the, in this type of manner. Because we were social because we were non-professionals, um, the health insurance or Medicare, none of the insurances kick in because we don't have any medical personnel. Oh, okay. So that was the next level. If people actually needed medication during the day or uh, medical attention, they would go to adult day health, daycare program, but with medical personnel. Something like active day. Yes. Well, yes. that was the next step. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, and that, time. but that was the difference. Uh, when we had, to, when we, uh, before, after we closed and we tried to reopen, so many of the elderly were drastically affected okay. by um, the the quarantine and the, the uh, situation. Loneliness. So much loneliness for them. But they, they, they lost that sociability. Exactly. Yeah. They didn't know how to socialize. They yeah. come in and when the few that came back, we lost seven to COVID. Um, and um, and the ones that came back, I mean, they 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 didn't have that sociability. They would sit there and just look at you know, just look at each other, and you'd have to stimulate conversation and everything. So a couple of them, after a month or so, they had to go into facilities, nursing homes, and um, uh, some sort of adult. Yeah, homes. Yeah. Sad. So a lot yeah. of them so went into assisted for living. Like you guys, though, that oh, just the patient that you have. Oh, we enjoyed it. A few times I stopped in and just yep. you know, coffee we always and had. donuts and oh, everybody yeah. just talking yeah. to everybody and yeah. cards. Yeah. Even though she couldn't, she didn't know how to play cards. She was. We, oh, we she used to have a lot. speak English, so. That's so. Yeah, but she still. We had a, loved a couple of Asian. We had a couple of Asian men, and the one was a daughter, and the other, the wife, was so concerned because they couldn't speak. It. They they started talking, speaking English after they came. <laughs> All of a sudden, I look around and say, "What?" Because they wanted to communicate. Yes, so they learned. Yeah. They yeah. learned how to play bingo. <laughs> <laughs> it's so great. 
it is it is it's, we have so a lot of nice memories like yeah. yeah so yeah. hopefully i we're still studying it whether we can reopen the daycare yeah. uh i miss it terribly I really so do. since we talked maybe briefly about this before, when you first came in Let's talk about Sacred Heart, because you say you were there when it burned down. I I had been on the parish council for many years, and because um, I, I, I grew up in Sacred Heart Parish, so I was always involved between uh, the CCD program. And at the time, they had um, they had other kids' um, activities, plus they had a, like a, a, a women's clubs and and a different. Um, uh, group that we uh, all belong to, and um, I went on to the parish council. I had been on it for about five or six years when the church burnt down, and yes. it they was. Did they anyways? Do, do they know? Did they? Yes, they we do? had an activity room. In, uh, we had a lower church basement, right. which was used for a lot of functions. It had a lovely stage, so we'd have minstrel shows and everything yeah, down there. Yeah. But they would pat this old, old refrigerator and say, can you imagine that thing is still going on old? It was an, oh, I forget the name of it, but it had the so little the little freezer. And it overheated and burnt the, oh burnt the whole church down. It was the refrigeration down oh there. And they were ancient. They were really ancient. Yeah. Uh, and... Of course, the coils in the back of it. They right. said that uh, the wiring had uh, frayed. Sometimes you think you're saving money. And, and they had this yeah. thing going out and say, it's still going. It's still going. <laughs> oh, look at this. Oh, my goodness. But it was the refrigerator. And yeah. it just, because the church was so old, um, we had one pastor. His name was Father McDonald. He had been, years before, involved in a church fire. So he was very conscious of the condition of the church when he came. And the church was over 100 years old. Yeah. It was it was old church. Yeah. So at one point, he wanted to put a lot of fans up in the ceiling, up at the peak. And uh, one of the contractors said, are you afraid of heights? And he said, not at all. So he brought him up to the ceiling. And he sort of scraped the plaster off. He said, this is all dried out, you know, the wood under yeah. the plaster. Mm -hmm. He said, you can't put any wiring up here. So we never got to ceiling fans, but he was so freaked out with the oldness of the church. Uh, he was very conscious of putting alarms in and everything. But he also, in his wisdom, he had the church 100% insured. Oh. So I'm standing there watching the put the church burning down there, and it was at a time the churches were closing. So I said, right. "Oh, you'll never see a church here again." And I'm thinking, "This thing was insured." <laughs> sure enough. Sure enough. So we were it's able to. Insurance we, we were able to. Thing? Well, not everything, but yeah, I mean, we had a couple of fundraisers and everything, and because the other church was never air conditioned, they updated a lot right. of the it's uh, things. So contemporary somewhere it's, it's, it is yeah. it is it was a lot of it's beautiful a lot of hours of poured over um you know the style yeah and how and we did a lot of surveys with the parishioners how would you do you want to see a modern church uh, do you want to see more traditional 
and we did go with the traditional, which was more like the old-style church. But at the time, there was a lot of churches that had closed, and there was a couple of warehouses we went up into Dorchester because a lot of them that were being taken down, they saved like the... Um, the the stained, stained glass, glass windows. Is that where they came from? The different churches. Beautiful? Yes, really? I have a booklet at home where every window came from. Oh my goodness! And the um, uh, as I say, the all the different things, the lighting, the chandeliers really? came from a church um, out in uh, I think it was in Gloucester. And oh, um, I'm gonna look at it completely different. The, next sta- time the <laughs> Stations of the Cross was from Saint Ambrose in um, Dorchester, and they were all redone. The Stations of the Cross are beautiful in there, but they they came from another church. Wow. And um, there's a a big beautiful big uh, stained glass window over the front entryway. You don't really see it till you get into the church, but at certain times of the day, the way it's placed, it reflects over uh, off the center aisle. You can see it on the floor. On the floor. It's it's amazing, yeah. Yeah. Um, but it was it was such an endeavor to try and get everything done down there, and wow. within two years it was built and opened. Two years? Wow, yes. That's not a real long time. No, it wasn't for what they had to do because they had to take it completely down. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But wow! It was a it was an education, but it was also a nice experience to be able to have some input into the building itself. So um, I have a little booklet here from the gala, which has a long, extensive list <laughs> of things that organizations that you have been involved with. So one of them, of course, is the Gardeners Guild, the brain tree that I love, love, of. love the Gardeners yes. Guild. So yes, I've been in that for twenty years. Twenty years. Yeah, yeah. I'm only going on women's like club. Seven years. Women's club. Yeah. Probably not at least twenty years. Oh right? yes, went into them in the nineties. <laughs> Actually, closer to, probably closer to thirty now. Yeah, yeah. And that one is still going really strong. It is. It is, and it's a wonderful organization. They do such nice charitable work. Uh, they're very involved with more than words. I don't know if yes, you're yeah, familiar yes. with that. Yeah. And we'll uh, some that. of the um, projects they've been involved in within the town, and they supply a lot of books for uh, the um, schools. Yeah. And um, they they uh, purchase a lot of books for our library, and uh, they they've just been involved a in a lot of. And now yeah. with the Holbrook House. The, the rooming house, the women's club does uh, birthday parties and things for that rooming house. I don't know about that. Um, they're involved and they do gifts for, um, I think it was originally Caritas or something. And they do um, like uh, holiday gifts for the residents there. There's probably about 20 residents. Oh. And it's a rooming house and um, it's right down by St. Francis Church. Uh, but they oh, do. Yeah, uh, talked about that. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, she did. Yes. And yes, they do yes. the monthly birthday cake. Yes, she did. Yes. The big sheet cake. <laughs> so, I mean, the women's club and the guild. The guild yeah. does done a lot in Braintree as far as beautification and um, the house tours and everything. 
Yeah, and uh, we do, and we do the scholarships too. Yes, yes, high. and they also do books. Yeah, the books. We do gardening books and things. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and they were very. Uh, the Gardeners Guild was very instrumental in uh, uh, bringing uh, Pond Meadow up. Right. Exactly. With all the all of the um, activities and beautification over there, it's just such yeah. a lovely, serene place yeah. to be. I mean, we support, yeah, we do a lot. Mm. We're very heavily involved with yeah. Pond Meadow. And the house tours were always fun to oh, do. It was fun. <laughs> That's another thing that maybe may come back. We'll see. We'll see. Another thing. We'll see. Know. So what's the community task force? The community task force was the thing that, no, that we just, the, um, the we just, we just, uh, we, we work with the pandemic. But now, uh, to get back to that, we're still doing the delivery system to um, a lot of the elders and disabled in Braintree. And it's like a wellness check after a while. I have the right, same people, right. I try to make the same people, our volunteers, deliver to the same people so they can kind of get, get uh, yeah, and kind of get a gauge on how they're doing, what they need, you know. Sometimes we can connect them with other services uh, that, you know, if they're, they're really isolated. So uh, do you think there's a lot of elderly people that live alone and don't have much contact with family? There is, and it startled me was at the beginning of the pandemic when we contact, when we put the word out that we were going to do deliveries, uh, we did get some um, uh, names through services in town, veterans in mm -hmm. uh, um, council on aging uh, and we knew of people that needed the help but to start to talk to them and I was delivering to a certain person in Braintree an elderly woman and she said if I didn't need it if I even didn't need anything I would still make up my list because you're the only one I see every week uh, you know each week. each week so I got to the point I would kind of sit outside her her uh, building, and we talked through the screen door, you know, just mm. to have some conversation. But at once in a while, she'd just call to say hello to, yeah. and I'd say, you can call anytime, you know. But to see how isolated some people became, uh, I think more so during the COVID, and they really haven't haven't ventured out again. Yeah, some people just didn't recover. No, no, yeah. no, they've lost it. or they just lost contact. Mm -hmm. And they and lost they friends. Into, they lost friends. They lost yeah. a lot of friends. Yeah. Uh, but um, we're still doing the delivery system, and they get their choice of dairy products, meat products. Uh, and I make sure that what I have now is I've gotten a grant for Insure, the oh, protein. Yeah, those are great, yeah, great drinks. I've gotten a lot of the elders on that. I'll say to them, just try it, you know. Yeah. It, it it won't hurt you, and it will always help you. Because I could see certain people weren't eating that nourish, a lot of nourishing foods, you know. They were just can of this or can of that, a lot of They lost stuff. interest. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, uh, yeah. So I do have a lot of them now on the insured. I make sure they get it every day. Yes, and, yeah, yes. And it's on calories because a yeah. lot of them are losing weight, you know. Exactly. So um, we have a large supply of, of insure that we put out. Uh, 
both with the curbside and uh, with uh, the mostly with the delivery. So, yeah, yeah. That's excellent. That's excellent. But I. Uh, so you keep very very busy. I too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you're watching Probably the TV. Too. <laughs> Days go by; it never goes on. <laughs> That's which the is, truth. Which is great, though. That's the truth. But this, this is great because it, it keeps is. you young. It does. And it keeps you going. It does. And plus, it makes you feel good, right? It does. And look at all the good that you do to all the people around. Well, I mean, everybody loves you. Okay. One of the things that I love seeing is that when people see you, and when you see people, it's just the joy, like the embracing. Yeah. Everybody loves you. It's <laughs> like, oh my God, Ian is here. <laughs> My son says it keeps me out of the mall. <laughs> that too. <laughs> so yeah, keep her busy. She'll stay out of the mall. Uh, but then he'll tell me I'm older than some of the people I'm going out to help, which is the God's honest truth. It is. I'm sure. I'm sure. But but that's the difference because you have the energy. You know, you I want do. The one and I've two. been blessed. I've been blessed. I, yeah. I've been healthy. And the more you keep on going, the more you want to do. Well... I think I, I did this a lot after my hu- my husband passed away um, in 1999. So I've been That's a widow a for time. 24 years. Yeah. And um, my kids were college and high school age. But I wanted to make sure that I was busy. I didn't want my, to be a burden on my kids. Exactly. You know, I didn't want them worrying about me. Uh, and I, um, I decided that I would continue to be busy. Frank and I were always busy. You know, he was involved in a lot of stuff, and right, right. we did a lot of um, charity work over the years. Um, Frank was, um, he was a selectman in Braintree, but he also was president of the Utility Workers Union, and then he went on to um, AFL-CIO. So we were involved in a lot of um, uh, charity work over the years, Still. and I wanted to continue that. Yeah, so, it's great. It's great. It's amazing. It's that's just great. happy to have people like you in Oh, please. <laughs> it's a pleasure to know you. It really is. I've enjoyed it since the day I met you. Especially when you remember my mom. <laughs> oh, absolutely. She was lovely. She oh, was lovely. I can't believe when you say Lawrence. I'm like, but that shows you like what a memory you also have. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, but, I was uh, just like really floored when I said that. I couldn't believe it. So, um, I know we could sit here and probably talk for another two hours at least. I didn't even go through the oh, list absolutely. of all the chatteries that you were involved with. Uh, Pat um, and I, and Pat and I worked when Pat Pat became the the director, and then when I finished, I worked for State Street Bank oh, for yeah, twenty what did you years. Do there? I was in the investments, in wow, business investment from investment to, in, investment know, into to people. poverty. <laughs> But anyway, they had a job reduction program, but I was ready to retire anyway. So then I went with Pat to co-direct at the um, center, and that was in 2002. And, um, 20 years ago. Yes. 21 years ago. Uh, and, on, and Pat and I, we, we just had a great time together, and we were flexible enough that if she needed a day off, I worked if I needed a day. So it was flexible. Yeah. Uh, three years ago, Pat... Uh, became ill and had to leave. Uh, she's doing very well. She uh, yeah, yeah, she's yeah. very serious case of cancer, but she's uh-huh. doing well. But she did have to leave, and um, 
very very sick there for a while but she's she's really doing very well now but I miss her terrible because <clears throat> it was nice to share that type of responsibility with somebody yeah. and somebody so, should bounce things yeah and... yeah I do have a great board of directors yeah uh, and they're very helpful to me um, but for the day-to-day uh, a couple of people have started coming in so um, it's nice to be able to share some of the responsibility again uh, and uh, as we get ready for our huge holiday program. Yeah, right around the corner. You have Thanksgiving, you have Christmas. I know, I know. So between getting all the applications and finding out how many five-year-old boys versus 12-year-old girls we have so we have enough for everybody, and then determining um, the kids over 12, we kind of supplement with gift cards. Yeah. You know, we get them a few things. Well, we give them a few things. But we also um, like to um, give them gift cards, like an envelope with small denomination gift cards. And then um, uh, make sure that the little ones get ample things and clothing. And uh, it's just nice to see. Yeah, it really is. Really, is. really, really is. And well, the staff and the you. volunteers just make the center keep working. Yeah. They do. Yeah. They do. They do. It's amazing. Well, all right, I think that we're close to an hour, so we're probably going to just call it on. I know, like I said, we could talk for a couple of more hours. There is so much stuff Did to I cover, talk that maybe, much? But there is so much to talk about, so much to cover. But maybe we'll do it another time and just finish off. Um, yeah. So, I, again, I want to just thank you for... Thank you so much for having uh, me. I yeah. feel very, very privileged to be here. I and privileged that you came. And oh, please. And, I, you know, I love... Nothing I like to talk about more than the Crispin Center. So, and, and that's why I just wanted to make sure, like I know that everybody knows what it is, uh-huh. but at least like people that are listening, like they don't know about all the different yeah. things yeah. that are done, and, yeah. and you know, just, and to just see all aspects of, but to see all aspects of the town gets involved, yeah. which is wonderful, right? We have a couple of principals that bring their different classes in with gifts at Christmas time. Yeah. Um, and um, they um, they have uh, little fundraisers for us and everything. Plus, uh, Council on Aging, they help us out. And then all the town departments, every department in Braintree, they somehow come in to help us. And they do it on their personal time besides doing it on the town time. Yeah. A lot of them are personal are volunteers. There's people in Braintree. Oh, there is. There is. Yeah. And it's amazing to watch it. Yeah, it is. I, I have people that, that just yeah. call and say, "What do people? What's is there something somebody needs over there?" And I'll think, you know, somebody asked if we had. It happened to be a baby carriage, a, a stroller, and I, uh, I said, "Well, nothing elaborate, but somebody needs a, a stroller." And uh, within two days, brand new stroller in the box. Wow. You know they, uh, yeah. and just the food items and. Um, the things that come in during the holidays for people, it's just incredible to see the generosity. And especially during the COVID, a lot of people came with their kids to donate food and things. Uh, a lot of young people would come with their own bag of stuff that they, one mother used to let her kids buy like certain items for, for the 
a food pantry, yeah. and they would bring that bag in to the over to the door by themselves because they picked everything out and they yeah. tell you all about the cornflakes and this and that that yeah. they bought. But but it's so good that you teach children. Oh, um, when Isabella was little, uh, we used to go to Saint Saint John's Church because my mom lived in Quincy, so I'd pick her up and then we yeah. go there. Lovely church. And I loved it. You know when they had the family mass that you had you bring. You have the kids bring the bag of yeah. food to the altar. Yeah. So I mean, we would do that every Sunday, and it's good because, like you know, it gets them to first of all, just it gets them in the, the habit in the of ha- doing. And exactly. that's what happened with me growing up. My family, my extended family, we had a couple of charities that we um, were were supposed to help with during during the year and then especially at christmas time yeah and uh the home for little wanderers oh, we yeah, did a lot right, of work yeah, with yeah, them yeah. and um we uh we used to um uh, do a lot of that work yeah. and our parents would take us to those places to help for a day yeah. so i think it stays with you though it, it does it's nice. it's, it's a great like it's that. a great learning yeah. experience so we have like the different sport teams. Now the coaches want them to do community service too, That's which great. I think is yeah, tremendous. Is so I have like the baseball team come in from Archie's <laughs> or the the uh, hockey team from Braintree, and um, they love to come in and, and do a lot of work with us too. And I think it is a good experience for them. Um, unfortunately, during the COVID, when the kids required community service for, for graduating and everything yeah. and I thought I can't let them in but what I used to ask them to do was go around their neighborhood tell them you're doing a food drive you'll be back on Saturday to collect sometimes it would be canned soup mm-hmm. or certain items yeah. make up your flyer tell them you're coming by pick up the food bring it home check the expiration dates before we take it and come with your parents and deliver it, and you'll get your community service hours. Nice. So some of them to this day will um, continue to do that. But we have a little girl in Braintree. I'll give you her first name is Nora. And she decided she was in the fifth grade. She was going to do a food drive. So she made up these beautiful flyer, and it was a football player, and instead of a football, he was holding a can of soup. Wow, that's very creative. I'll be back on Sunday at 11 o'clock collecting soup. And it was soup for Super Bowl Sunday. She did three shopping carts full of soup because everybody that was having a party had everybody bring soup. Oh, my God, that's so great. (laughs) Is that the cutest thing you ever heard? Yeah. Soup for Super Bowl Sunday. So she did it for a couple of years. That's yeah. amazing. That's yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. Very uh, And it's good like that to have um, children involved in um, uh, helping others. I think it, it goes a long way. It does go a long yeah. way. Yeah. yeah. Being it's a great kind thing to, to others. teach them, right, and, and, and to let them know that even though you have everything, there was kids out there that they There is a, so there a couple of kids. Yeah. They're older now, but... Instead of birthday presents, they were asking for things for the center. Yeah. And they used to come after their birthday. Which is so nice, like at that Think age. Of it. That's like selfless, you know, like that's for that age, it's unbelievable. Right, right, yeah. right. And it does stay with them because yeah. they come 
when they're older too. And we've had people come and say, when I was a kid, <laughs> things were bad. This is where my Christmas came from. And my mother and father always told me, after, when they got bigger, Give back. this is where your Christmas gifts came from. So you always remember the center. And they do. They yeah. come back and say, this is where I'm paying back, you know, the, yeah. for what the center did, you know. So that's nice to hear, too. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. Really good. It's nice that you're in touch with good people like that. Oh, yeah. You know, so you, you know, you really oh, get yeah. to absorb all that. That's yeah. really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Excellent. It is. It is. You get to know them. Yeah, yeah. You get to know good. their stories, but anyway... All right, I so we're going to sign off. <laughs> and thank you so much. Thank you. I really, really appreciate it. <laughs> so thank I told you. you I could keep talking forever. <laughs> and you did, and it's a great job. Thank and you. And this ends it off. <laughs> thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs>